Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. Hey, you, should, you think that's bad? See Ryan on the phone in the office. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Geek Outside. This is going to be a new installment that we're going to be doing on the podcast here. It's going to be a little bonus episode. Um, what we're going to be talking about uh, is these are going to be super gear specific videos. Um, you know, kind of the aim is going to be. Uh, you know, getting you some information that otherwise you'd probably have to watch in a YouTube video. But, you know, if you're on the go, if you're driving, uh, that's what this podcast installment is looking at doing. If you guys got any ideas, um, feel free to uh, hit us up on Instagram. Send your ideas if you want a, a, a piece of gear reviewed or, or talked about or, you know, anything specific. Just feel free to DM us on Instagram. But anyway, here we go. This is our first one. We're going to be doing a uh, an Alaskan caribou fly-in hunt, uh, but this can really be kind of uh, you know applied to any fly-in hunt um, up in Alaska. Caribou pack dump. So uh, yeah, give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Hey guys, I'm Owen and. I'm Ryan. And we're going to be doing an Alaskan caribou and possibly moose hunt that we're flying in for. So first thing, what do we have to be? Light? We got to be light. Yep. Uh, we're going in September, so we got to be warm. Yep. Um, and, and we got to be prepared for everything. Exactly. And we're doing this together. So we're going to share some gear in between our packs. So what we have is a 50 pound limit on what we can carry in on the Super Cubs we'll be flying in. So I think we should get started with, what is your sleep system, Ryan? I'll get mine out here too. Yeah. So Ryan, what do you have there? It looks a lot yeah. like an eight person TV. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, in fact. Uh, this is actually a Nemo 15 degree sleeping bag. Uh, now, as you can see, I definitely did put it in an eight person stuff sack. The reason for that is because this is a down bag. Uh, we're actually getting some of our gear shipped up beforehand um, and with down you want to try to keep it as uncompressed for as long as possible so what right. i did threw it in an eight person teepee bag and then i have my stuff sack here that once i get up to alaska i'm going to put my sleeping bag inside of just to to save um you know a little bit of space on that fly in you know what that's pretty smart so what i'm running here is the western mountaineering sequoia this is a five degree bag uh, this is like, it's, it's a large bag. It's very rectangular. You know, you can roll around in your sleep. Sleep is really valuable for me when I'm out in the woods. Um, so this guy is pretty large, but I think it's worth it for me. An extra 30 minutes to an hour of sleep can really make a difference on that pack out. It's large and in charge, man. Large and in charge. What are you running for a sleeping pad? Yeah, so for a sleeping pad, I'm running my, uh, my old trusty Thermarest ProLite 3. Uh, this is a torso pad. I just love this thing because it's uh, it's absolutely bomb proof. Uh, it's been running for a long time. No holes, super comfortable, especially when you're up in Alaska or some grassy area. You know, if I'm sleeping on rocks, I'm probably not bringing this, but I don't expect that that's gonna be the case for us. 
And and now like you've seen, so me and Ryan obviously have a little bit different of sleep system. What was your rating on your bag? So mine's a 15 degree bag. Okay, and mine is five, so I'm preparing for the worst. I got the biggest bag, but I also have this massive sleeping pad. So this has an R value of seven, which means it's very insulative. Uh, this is a down-filled sleeping pad, and it covers your whole body. It's very thick, um, and it's quite heavy. But again, value sleeping in the woods, and you can see the packability difference. Like my difference. My sleep system alone, at full compression, is about twice as large. That's as my whole backpack, right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> so. What are you running for a pillow? Like, what's your idea for that? Yeah, so I have this uh, little Sierra Designs inflatable pillow. Okay. Uh, so what I typically do is I'll blow this up and I like to s sleep with some elevation uh, behind me. So I always put my pack down underneath this pillow. This is really just for the, the comfort uh, aspect. It's super light, inflatable, again, very durable. Um, but I always like to like to play, put the, uh, the, the sleep or the uh, backpack underneath just to See, what I like to do when I'm in grizzly country is put all my open wet food below my head. <laughs> now, so what I'm running is the Nemo, similar thing. It looks a little less packable, but this thing actually has a little bit of memory foam to it as well. So it's insulative, it's warm, it's comfortable. I like to throw my clothes, just the clothes that I'm not gonna be using super often underneath that. Mm -hmm. So that's what works for me. Yeah. But as you can see, we have a different sleep system. Uh, it's kind of just what we value, right? Yeah. So you value the lightweightness. What is that? Uh, so this is also the uh, fearlessly floorless ground sheets, the last thing. Figure we're gonna be in Alaska, might be wet, uh, especially the first day that we set camp up. So right. I'm gonna throw this down underneath, super light. I also threw a, uh, an extra gatekeeper strap around it, which I noticed you got too. So we're thinking yep. on the same. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, be, you gotta be ready. You never okay. have enough gatekeepers. That's for sure. That is the truth. Um, I'll also be bringing, be bringing a Maddie McMatt face. I really like these a lot because it does dampen the ground, right? So if you're on a gravel bed or something, which can happen in Alaska, this is gonna dampen those bumps out a little bit. It also adds a little bit of R value. I like to prepare for the worst. As you've seen, five degree bag, you know, all the things. So this adding a little bit more R value to my sleep system isn't a bad thing. I just don't understand how you put all this in a 5,400 cubic inch backpack with all your food. <laughs> you gotta be good. Yeah. You gotta be good yeah. at this. <laughs> Seasoned veteran right here. Yes, yes I, I know how to pack, like, uh, what is that game? Tetris. Tetris, thing? yes. Yeah. I am the Tetris packer. Tetris god. <clears throat> As we know, Alaska is an unpredictable place. Mm -hmm. I think you were up there last year, I was oh, up yeah. there last year. It's wet, it's hot, it's, it's somehow the weirdest, craziest place I've ever been. <clears throat> so I wanna know, what are your top favorite four? No, make it five. Top five favorite articles of clothing that are gonna keep you warm and mm -hmm. protected from the elements. Yeah. So excluding boots and gloves, what have you chosen? Yeah, so. My base layer, uh, which is super important up there, especially merino wool. Uh, if you're going up to Alaska, get merino wool. The reason is because it's, uh, it stays warm when it's wet. You're gonna get wet up there, that's just a fact. So what I have here is a uh, First Light Kiln series. Um, so this is the heavier merino wool, um, designed for you know hardcore cold. Um, I always sleep in these. I basically don't take these off anytime I'm, I'm going out, especially to Alaska. So 
that's my number one piece here. And you, you know what I like about base layers like that is when you get sweaty and gross or a little bit wet, they kind of keep you dry and they dry out in your sleeping bag. They do, Which yeah. gets you ready for the next morning. Exactly. Which I, I like that a lot. Yep. Merino wool doesn't stink, so you can wear it for five, six straight days and it's not gonna, not gonna smell bad. So right. another, another good reason to use it. Um, my probably the second most important piece of gear that I'm gonna be taking up is gonna be uh, my Sitka gaiters here. Um, now gaiters are just imperative up there. Um, and the reasoning is because everything, uh, it, it's just humid up there. And a lot of times you're trudging through grass, through brush. Um, and you know, the worst thing to happen is to get your feet wet. So having a good solid pair of like Gore-Tex or, or waterproof gaiters is gonna save your life up there. And it's gonna save you on a couple pairs of socks. Totally. So that's why I love the gaiters. No, totally agree there. I think uh, especially after it rains or drizzles for a long time, everything is wet. Oh. Not, not just the clothes on your body. You could be in the tent the whole time. You take a walk in that taller grass, mm -hmm. everything's wet. So these are imperative to have. Yep. So the next piece of gear that I'm looking at here, uh, you know, honestly, all this stuff is just as important as the other. So I'm not going to like rank them, but a super important piece is the rain jacket. Totally. Um, just for, for obvious reasons. This is actually Cabela's rain jacket. Um, and I've had this for about three or four years now. It works really good. You know, you, you typically think of some of the other companies as, you know, you need to spend a lot of money on rain gear. This was like a $70 jacket, and so far for me, it's worked out perfectly. So I really love this. Um, and the other thing, so what I do, um, in my opinion, you can save a little bit on the rain jacket if you get a really good soft shell. So what I do is I run this rain jacket, and then I run the Kuyu DCS Guide Series, um, uh, the, the jacket here, uh, the soft shell. And this thing is super waterproof. Like I, last year in Alaska, I was basically wearing this the whole time. You know, we were getting smoked with rain and it kept the water out very well. So I love this piece and the conjunction in running it in conjunction with the rain jacket is gonna keep um, all that water off your base layer and gonna keep you nice and dry. You know, I'm gonna be a little bit afraid to take photos of you with all those camo patterns. <laughs> it's gonna be looking at like, I'm gonna, it's gonna be Inception. I don't know where yeah. I'm gonna be. Hey man, I'm not sponsored yet, so I have no <laughs> obligations. No obligations here. And then I'm gonna go back to the first light here with the, uh, the Brooks Down jacket. This is another piece that I wore all the time last year in Alaska. Um, super warm, lightweight. It really feels like you're not wearing anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's super, it, it's really good to put underneath something else because uh, it's pretty thin. Now this is 800 fill um, down, so it's gonna keep you very warm. But like I said, it doesn't really feel like you're wearing anything. It's got the turret hood, uh, so you can get all bundled up. Um, and I just, I absolutely love this thing, so. That's a, that's a super comfortable jacket. I oh. mean, when it, when it becomes fall time, it's no longer 100 degrees around here. That's one of my favorite jackets to wear almost anywhere. It's like wearing a sweater. In, yeah. in fact, I would say more comfortable. Would you well, agree? Yeah, you had to get another one that wasn't camo so that your <laughs> girlfriend wouldn't yell at you. <laughs> your girlfriend didn't like the camo one, so I had to get a black one. But yeah. man, I love it. All right, Owen, so what about you? What are your top five pieces of gear to take to Alaska? So number one, rain jacket. Uh, this is a Gore-Tex, just an REI brand rain jacket. 
I found out the hard way you aren't supposed to wash rain jackets as you would wash normal jackets because I took my rain jacket up last week, two weeks ago, and it soaked completely through. So this is a brand new one. I'm not even gonna touch it before I get to Alaska, so all the DWR and all the goodness is on there. Just keep it, yeah. keep it solid. Similar to Ryan, and like we're, we have similar loadouts here because we just happen to feel as if that's important. But, yeah. but we um, have different brands here, different, so that's good. Different brands, and I will swear by this uh, base layer. This is a Patagonia uh, thermal weight Kaplan base layer. This thing, I love this from mountain biking, hiking, anything in the fall. This sucks up moisture right off your body. Uh, it may be blue, you might think, oh, that's not great for hunting, but this is below all your hunting gear anyways. So I love this jacket. It's probably the best I've ever worn. It's got these uh, X's and it just, it soaks up everything. You can see that. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is, it's like a bounty paper towel, yeah. if you may. Well, so this looks a little bit thinner than what I got running. So are you planning on wearing like a, a, a polyester shirt underneath it? Or do you wear anything underneath this? I generally don't wear anything underneath this. Uh, I feel as if the moisture it wicks is very much warmer than you would think. It's almost a weird scenario as it keeps you cool when it's hot out. Mm -hmm. But it also keeps you warm when it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's a magic jacket. That's I love it. a good it. piece of gear right And then there. when I get hot... I just zip down, let all the chest hair out, and uh, you know, let, Let's, the, let, let the meatloaf out. Yeah, let, let the, the meatloaf hang. Let the loaf. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that happens to me a lot is my thighs get really cold. Weird thing, I don't know. Maybe I don't have blood supply to these bad boys. But I have a very similar, except instead of oh. what Ryan did, is I went with the Whitetail series. Everybody Woo! knows that the Whitetail, um, this is the furnace. Right. Furnace. So, so you know, the whitetail hunters have it hard. They're sitting, generally, in very cold environments. So I went with this guy just because I'm generally sitting. I'm not a big old hunting stock guy, um, and I get really cold. So being as warm as possible is my goal. I've literally thought that those were sweatpants. I didn't even realize they They are. First light, underlayers. Feel the thickness. Oh, I can see it, man. It's like, it's thicker than your jacket. So, a uh, funny thing to note on that is I ended up buying a lot of white tail gear because of how cold I was last time in Alaska. I had six layers on. So I actually do like this white tail gear because of how warm it is. The next thing I have here is a soft shell pair of pants. These are Verdix. You may have not heard of them. We met them at Western Hunt. Actually mm -hmm. really cool guys. Super cool. Um, I really like the color of their stuff. Uh, really neutral. And so these are semi waterproof. I mean, I would wear these in Colorado. I wouldn't necessarily wear these in Alaska where you're just brushing up against a bunch of brush, wet grass, all the things. Uh, but I really like these. They're really comfortable. They have really good pockets um, in really convenient spots. So I really like these. And then to go over that when it does get wet or if it is wet. Well, and let me just say something about these Verdict pants. Yeah, they're not waterproof, but they dry so quickly. It's it's insane. Like if you yeah. go through, you could step in a in a in a puddle or whatever, get the the leg dry, and 15 minutes later, walking through the desert air of Colorado, it's dry. Yeah, so, right. They're great. And I had actually, it was kind of funny a situation. I had forgotten because I've been packing recently. I'd forgotten if these were waterproof or not. So I put them in the sink and just washed them down with water. And I was like, yeah, those seem pretty waterproof. <laughs> like nice. you know, the water 
you know, it yeah. beaded off for quite a bit and then it kind of started to soak in. So yeah. great little soft shell. And the thing I like about soft shell pants is they're malleable. They don't get as sweaty and nasty as something like rain pants. So these are some first light rain pants. I believe this is a cypher camo. The nice thing is they're really easy to put on. You can still have your pants on and you just gotta zip them up, zip them off. I used these last year in Alaska and these things killed it. You know, they kept me dry and that's about all you can ask from a good rain pant. What pack are you running? Yeah, well, and this is the most important piece of gear because it's gonna take all your other gear with you to the spot. Uh, so this is my old trusty, as you can see, very beat up. Um, this guy, no. this guy uses this thing every weekend. I it's, do. It's amazing. <laughs> Still 100% waterproof, no holes in it, nothing any even close. You know, we're being salesmen here, but like that's honesty. Like, there's absolutely no holes here. Um, so this is a Goshawk 6300. Uh, it's a little custom, you know, because I might know a couple guys over at CBC outside. <laughs> I got the two tall side pockets here. Um, but uh, yeah, I absolutely love this thing. It's big enough um, to where you can fit whatever you need for a, a five, six, seven day Alaskan hunt inside of it. But then you can also compress it down while you're out there um, so that you don't have this big old bag uh, hanging off. As you, I mean, as you can see, like this thing's flat up against the table. So, so very compressible. Two things. Mm -hmm. What system is this on? Is this on the integrated or breakaway? Yeah, so this is on the breakaway. Now what I got here, and this is uh, this is kind of part of uh, the, the transit portion yes. of Alaska. Um, <laughs> so I don't have a frame on here. Yeah. Uh, because what I am going to be doing is I'm going to be sending this up just the, the pack bag itself. Um, and then I'm going to be using one of my, my other backpacks uh, from Seek Outside as my carry-on bag and as well as my frame. It's a wise so, choice. Huh? Wise choice. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's that's what I'm running here. I mean, you know, I, I have extra gatekeepers inside here. Um, it's very minimal, but super lightweight. So I absolutely uh, love this backpack here. Cool. So what I'm running here is the Kenai 5400. It's an integrated backpack. It's got Sonin mesh. Ryan's probably gonna run like a Talon or something, mm -hmm. I assume. Yep. So, got my talon right here. So, and I have a sewn-in pocket. Everything is just a little bit more simple, right? So the breakaway is gonna use a little bit more straps than this pack. Um, I like this pack, number one, it's ultra. It's incredibly waterproof and durable. I have no doubts this pack is gonna fail me at all. Um, I have two zippered pockets on the front. I have a zippered pocket up top. So that allows me a lot more organization especially for those snacks I'm probably gonna need at the top of Beach Hill. Um, along with that, 5400 is plenty of space for me. I mean, as you guys saw my sleeping system in the beginning, I can still fit all the things I need, 50 pounds to go to Alaska for six, seven days. This has an internal load shelf as well. The internal load shelf is really beneficial because you can carry those quarters more comfortably. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also have a side zipper. This is a waterproof YKK zipper on here. Uh, it comes on every Kenai pack. Um, yeah, just overall really versatile. Uh, just to make a quick note, I am running two inch frame extensions. I'm a little bit of a taller guy. So this really does help me when I do get those carry recorders in there. Mm -hmm. So Ryan, what will we be sharing on this trip again? Because you have the big backpack. Yeah. Oh God, that, that was your plan right there. Yeah, that was my plan all along. Uh, yeah, well, so yeah, we got a few things here. So obviously um, I just want to start off 
So I just want to start off uh, with saying um, when you're going with a partner, it's really key to communicate beforehand uh, so that you don't end up bringing uh, multiple of, of one thing, especially on a trip like this. You know, if you're just going for a night, it's fine. If you're not going too far uh, deep into the backcountry, it's fine, right? A, a few ounces or a pound where, here where, there. where you can walk out. Like we're going to be exactly. probably, what, 120 miles from the yeah. closest civilization. We're right? not walking out. Yeah. We're not walking <laughs> yeah. out. If we walk out, something has gone horribly wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I just want to say communication is key. You know, it's good to, to start, a, start a list um, of things that you're sharing. So uh, basically what we got here for our shared items are... Um, and actually, grab the tent here. Um, so what we're taking is we're going to be sharing the Guardian, um, which obviously great tent. We've been putting a lot of uh, <coughs> a lot of information out there about that one. Uh, and we're also going to be taking an eight-person teepee because we are going with somebody else. So, um, but the other person has that uh, that shelter. Um, <coughs> Guardian as the shelter. Uh, we are taking a large stove um, to put in there. Now that's typically not recommended for the Guardian, but we're going to be in Alaska, and uh, we're going to be we're going to be sharing. So we have two stovepipes, mm -hmm. but we're going to be sharing them between the eight person. We're just yep. trying to get that 50 pound minimum as close as possible. Exactly, because we want to take food. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> we're gonna be taking firewood probably. Yeah, maybe a little bit of whiskey. There's <laughs> things that you take compromises on. Yep, but. The eight person tent I think is gonna be our hangout tent. It's gonna be the get dry. Hopefully we have wood up there. Mm -hmm. But the Guardian is a really solid shelter. I mean, I'm not gonna be too upset stink, uh, sleeping next to this stinky guy for six, seven days up there. Yeah, especially after I get a, a bigger caribou than you. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna really weigh on your ego. Uh, please check out the fishing video. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so second thing, that we're going to be sharing um we have uh one big fuel canister we're going to be sharing our our jet boils now we both have the same system so both both of our stoves run off of isobutane mm -hmm. um so this is a big one of the big jet boil cans now this has 108 uh boils in it so that should be more than enough, especially since we're close to sea level if we if um, we get stuck out and we we use all 108 boils Things have gone bad. Well, that's why we got the stove. Yes, Hopefully. exactly. So we have backup there. Yeah. As long as there's firewood. Yeah. Two other points that we'll be sharing is I have the MSR Guardian water filter. We went on a camping trip recently and I think he was blown away at how fast this thing pumps. It's not like we're waiting hours to get a liter of water. It takes 30 seconds. So if we're near a water source or we really need to stack a lot of water, this guy is a great go-to and I think it's something we can share. I also have some iodine tablets in here as well, just in case things go bad. Um, but you know, I think it's always nice to have backup because yeah. water is life. Water is, is. Water is everything you need out there. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many boils you're gonna get out of the stove. Actually it does. You can boil water to make it safer, now that I think about it. Well, I was, I was gonna say, <laughs> if you notice, like, with the things that are super important, we got multiple of. So, yeah. we got this, we got the iodine, iodine uh, tablets, and I also have an ultralight water filter that is strictly the backup and something that we can take out with us when we're, uh, you know, hiking somewhere because yeah. it's it's super light. And it, it takes it does take a long time to fill up water. It does, it does, it's much longer than that. So you wouldn't wanna rely on that. Um, you know, we have 
the stove. Um, so we have our, obviously we're not just relying on this isobutane, we're bringing the actual seek outside stove that we can cook water, uh, cook, you know, heat up our dehydrated meals on. So the things that you really need, we try to bring multiple of. It's nice to have somewhat of a double. So another thing we're bringing in conjunction is tarps. I am bringing my DST tarp here. Uh, you can never have enough good tarps in Alaska. Reason for that is, number one, staying away from the weather. Like, mm -hmm. that is huge. Glassing uh, shelter. <clears throat> glassing shelter and meat cover, right? So our caribou were on the ground, you know, getting hung up, all this stuff, for about two days before we got picked up. So having the tarp to cover them from the rain, which was just about every minute of every day, uh, was really important because you're going out there to harvest this beautiful animal and you want to bring it back and you want to eat that beautiful animal, which I will say, caribou meat does taste amazing. Delicious. It is fantastic. But helping that meat get home safe was this tarp. So another thing is our partner is bringing an eight-person teepee. You can run this guy off of that teepee as an awning. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome because you can keep it, the wood that you can find in Alaska, you can keep that under that awning and let it dry, not just get repetitively soaked. So, and still keep that room that you want in that hangout shelter, which will be our eight person TV. Mm -hmm. Yep, and you can use it as uh, to sleep on, uh, you know, to keep the water off of your sleeping pad. Yep. If you want, uh, there's just so many, so many different uses. Like I said, take it out as a glassing shelter. Um, there's really not much you can't do with a tarp. So as you can see, packing for Alaska is no easy endeavor, but I hope that the information that we have can be shared with you guys. Um, and you know, it's all dependent on your trip and everything. I think if I were to highlight two things, I would probably highlight just being prepared and having an extra of something. And just knowing the trip you're going on, knowing the laws, knowing what is going to be happening in Alaska. Mm -hmm. at that certain time. Ryan, what would your top two things be? You know, like you're recommending to the people right yeah. now, you know, preparedness, all these things. Yeah. What would you tell them? Well, so I would just say uh, attention to detail um, and information. So like last year when I went up to Alaska, we brought literally two of everything. Um, and while that's, you know, the prepared thing to do, we got up to the airplane hangar and we ditched half of all that stuff yeah so uh don't don't bring too much i mean truly like i know we're just dudes out here but like we've done it before we kind of know a little bit uh what 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 to expect um so pay attention to that um but don't skimp on the things that you absolutely need to survive because it's a very real possibility when you go up to alaska that you're going to be stuck out there for extra days i mean especially like when we're going in september you never so, know how it could be. You never know how it could be. You might you might be out there for three extra days. I mean, we we knew a guy uh, that was a, a friend to seek outside that last year was out there for like seven extra days in September. By, by himself. By himself, yeah. Because the weather was so bad, they couldn't fly in and get him. Mm -hmm. So it's always important to at least be ready. Um, anyways. Yeah. We appreciate you guys watching. We hope you learned something yeah. from us two fools. But uh, if you guys want to drop a comment and see what we forgot mm -hmm. let, let us, us know. know let, us, let know. us know maybe we don't have it and your comment will save us so if you guys want to see more content like this check out the seek outside youtube channel we got a ton of videos from me beating ryan and fishing <laughs>
all the way to other pack dumps from well, other in the, years. In the future, you'll see a bigger caribou in my hands than in this guy's. So you might, you know, I don't, I don't have vials. But anyways, <laughs> it's been Owen, Ryan. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great day. Thank you.